I've been wrestling with what to title this particular sermon. I was going to call it, These Are My Confessions. Then I said, I'll just call it Good for the Soul. I was going to call it Confessions of a Man After God's Own Heart. Whatever scratches where you itch, Lord, bless your word, bless your preacher. Remove every distraction, barrier, obstacle that might keep us from hearing from you. In Jesus' name, your words, my mouth. Amen. Good for the soul. I have a great appreciation for proverbs, wise sayings, and pearls of wisdom. If you are acquainted and familiar with African-American culture and happen to be a product of the African-American community, then you also are acquainted and familiar with certain proverbs, wise sayings, and pearls of wisdom. Whether you are from the West Coast, Carson, California, the East Coast, the DMV, one of the 100 counties in the state of North Carolina, or the Midwest, there are certain proverbs, wise sayings, and pearls of wisdom that ring a bell. Whether it is the pot ought not call the kettle black, or the apple does not fall far from the tree, there are certain sayings that ring a bell. Whether it's why buy the cow, when you can get the milk for free, or hate the game, not the player. Certain phrases and expressions ring a bell. Whether it is if you cannot beat them, join them. Or if you have nothing good to say, then say nothing at all. Certain Proverbs ring a bell. Whether it is, do not bite the hand that feeds you. Or if you are not part of the solution, then you are part of the problem. There are certain phrases that ring a bell. Whether it is God moves in mysterious ways or God can do anything but fail. There are certain phrases and pearls of wisdom that ring a bell. Whether it is a hit dog will holler. That dog will hunt. Or drinking coffee won't make you black. There are certain phrases, 
colloquial expressions that ring a bell. I wish I had some help this morning. One of the Proverbs, wise sayings, colloquial expressions, and pearls of wisdom that we may have heard is confession is good for the soul, but bad for the reputation. Confession is good for the soul, but it might be bad for the reputation. Confession is good for the soul, but it might be bad for the reputation. Many of us have heard somebody articulate and restate this age-old adage, confession is good for the soul, but it might be bad for our reputation. According to this particular psalm, Psalm 51, no psalm in the 150 psalms epitomizes the truth of this age-old adage more than Psalm 51. According to this text, David, a mighty man of God, the king of Israel, giant slayer of Goliath, is confessing his sin, sins plural, to Almighty God. For those of us who know the context of Psalm 51, David articulates Psalm 32 and Psalm 51 out of the context of an illicit affair that he has with a woman by the name of Bathsheba. And for those of us who know 2 King, 2 Samuel 11 and 2 Samuel 12, we know that though David was a mighty man of God, David was the consolidating king of Israel. David was a giant slayer. David is one of the most well-known, if not the most well-known king in the Old Testament. David was also a rascal. I wish I had some help on this Sunday morning. Y'all remember the story, David sees a woman who's easy on the eyes. David should be engaged in battle with his troops, but David, amen, violates the three-second rule. Amen, somebody. David looks for longer than three seconds. Talk to me, somebody. And the next thing you know, a look turns into an illicit rendezvous. David has been caught with his hand in the proverbial cookie jar. Bathsheba tells David that her aunt has not come in town. Since her aunt has not come in town, David is in a proverbial pickle. Between the devil and the deep blue sea, Bathsheba is a married woman. David is a married man. 
Her husband, Uriah, is one of the most loyal, faithful troops in the Israeli army. David summons him back from the front lines. And David has the hope and prayer and expectation that Uriah will make up for lost time. Y'all get what I'm saying. Uriah is so holy, so integrous that Uriah, brothers, amen, does not make up for lost time, but Uriah sleeps outside. Because he did not want to violate the ethic of comradeship with his fellow troops who were not back home, David's plan fails. David has to resort to plan B, which is to have Uriah put on the front lines. And David has Uriah put on the front lines where it is almost inevitable that Uriah will be killed. David, his plan works. Uriah is killed. Bathsheba becomes one of his wives. David thinks everything is copacetic. Yet God has a way of bringing to light what is done in the dark. A holy, consecrated preacher by the name of Nathan confronts David in 1 Samuel and 2 Samuel chapter 12 and tells him a story through indirection of a man who had a ewe lamb. Another powerful man killed the man's ewe lamb. And David says, this man ought to be punished. And unbeknownst to David, Nathan is telling the story about him and says, thou art the man. And out of the context of David being convicted by the Holy Spirit through the words of Nathan. <clears throat> David articulates Psalm 32 and Psalm 51. And out of the context of David's sins, plural, David confesses his sins to Almighty God. David is going to ruin and tarnish his reputation. But David confesses his sins to Almighty God. David is not defensive. David does not blame Bathsheba. <clears throat> David does not talk about them. David does not try to create a bluff. I'm a sinner, but what about them? David does not try to talk about, yeah, I'm guilty, but what about what they done did? But David confesses his sin to Almighty God. And I preach this message. I'm not going to get many amens, nor many people going to shout via virtual platforms this morning, but I preach this message to encourage all of us to be in the regular habit of confessing our sins to Almighty God. 
If anything is good for our soul, it is confession. Praise and worship is good for your soul. Reading the Bible will renew our mind, but there is nothing better for our soul than the discipline of confession. Let me preach this on this Sunday morning. And all of us ought to be in the regular habit of confessing our sins to Almighty God. And while we should be in the regular habit of confessing our sins to Almighty God, let me preach this, Holy Spirit. Most of us have to admit we don't like to confess our sins to God. We would rather confess the sins of other people and ignore the responsibility of confessing our sins to God. We should take our stuff to God, but we would rather talk about the sins of Donald Trump and Joseph Biden. We need to confess our sins to God, but we would rather confess the sins of mama and daddy or our spouse and friends. We should confess our sins to God, but we would rather confess the sins of somebody we deem more wretched and trifling than we are. Preach this word, Harry White. Yet... One of those expressions, every tub got to stand on its own bottom. When we stand before the judgment seat, when we go to God in prayer, we don't go on behalf of somebody else. We got to stand before God by ourselves. And unless you are now in the regular habit of confessing our sins to God, our soul will never be as healthy, holy, and happy as it can be. And maybe our soul is not where it ought to be because we are not in the regular habit of confessing our sins to God. Yes, we look good, but what is the condition of your soul? You drive good, but what is the confession of your soul? You dress good, but what is the condition of your soul? You are popular, but what is the condition of your soul? What does it profit a man? What does it profit a woman to gain the whole world but lose your soul? Good for the soul. And David has the audacity, the consecrated courage to confess his sin to Almighty God. What happens when you and I confess our sins to God? When you and I confess our sins to God, first of all, we are agreeing with the Almighty. Word confession out of the context, the etymology of confession means to agree with God. When you and I confess our sins to God, not the sins of somebody else, but our sins, 
You and I are agreeing with God that what we have done, what we have not done, what we are doing, what we are not doing is correct with Almighty God. When you and I confess, we are agreeing with God. When you and I don't pray the way we ought to pray, when we don't tithe the way we ought to tithe, when we don't encourage the way we ought to encourage, when we think stuff we ought not think, we are, when we confess those sins, we are agreeing with Almighty God. And the beginning point of sanctification, growth, is when you and I agree with Almighty God. Who among us has ever been to your doctor, your primary care physician, and your physician looks at your lab results and says, hey, I want you to work on this. I want you to do less this. There's some genetic stuff in your family that I want you to get ahead of because if you don't work on this, if you don't work on that, then it is inevitable that some things might happen in the future. And like we agree with our doctor, the beginning point of growth and maturity in spiritual living is when you and I agree with Almighty God. We can live in denial all we want to. We can be delusional all we want to. But until we arrive at the place where we agree with Almighty God, the cycle will continue and our soul will never be as holy, happy, and healthy as it could be. Confession begins when you and I agree with the Almighty. Can't stop right there. Confession is when you and I not just agree with the Almighty, but confession is when you and I take ownership of our offenses. All oh, preach, Pastor White. David can't blame anybody but David. If you read verse 4, David says, God against you and you only have I sinned. David is willing to take ownership of his offenses. David is not playing the blame game like Adam. David is not blaming Bathsheba for being so fine that he could not help himself. David is not blaming Uriah for not making up for lost time. David is not blaming Jesse, his daddy, for what he did not get in his childhood. David is not blaming Goliath for PTSD concerning their war battle. David is taking ownership of his own stuff. And church confession is when you and I stop blaming other folk. Stop making ourselves the exception. Stop pointing the finger elsewhere. But confession is when you and I take ownership of our own stuff. We love to gossip and judge other folk as if we smell like roses 24-7, 365. We love the game of 
minimizing our stuff, but making a big deal about other stuff. We love to trivialize our sins. Now, in this culture, we love the what about them game. I know I am, but what about him? I know I am, but what about them? No, what about you? What about us? Confession is when you and I take ownership of our offenses. Confession is when you and I agree with the Almighty. But when you and I confess, we don't just agree with the Almighty. We just don't take ownership of our offenses. When you and I confess, we repair relationships. Maybe some of our relationships are toxic, dysfunctional, and not where they ought to be because we have yet to confess. And let me help somebody on this Sunday morning. Confession is not just vertical. Confession is also horizontal. We want folk to apologize to us, but who do we owe an apology we want folk to have hat in hand with us. But those of us who are honest on this Sunday morning got to admit we owe some people apologies. There are some people, there's some relationships that we need to repair and restore by confession. I was wrong. Oh, preach, Pastor White. When you and I confess, we repair relationships. The relationships we repair, first of all, is the primary relationship with Almighty God. God is willing, full of mercy, full of grace, to receive this confession. But David got to repair some stuff with Bathsheba. He got her the wrong way. David got to deal with Uriah's family. David got to deal with the Israeli army. David got to deal with his sons who are looking up to him. Public success, private failure. You and I confess, we begin to repair relationships. America's relationship with black folk will never be what it should be until America has the audacity and courage to wholeheartedly confess what America has done to our mothers and fathers. And not just black folk, but Native Americans, indigenous citizens of this republic can try to deny all we want to, American can try to minimize all she wants to, American can try to dissuade all she wants to, but until America, come here, whoopee, until you do right by me. Always gonna catch hell. Always gonna be something going on until we have the courage to confess right now in America, in the Congress, there is a commission concerning what happened on January 6th. And we're going to see what happens. Who's going to be on the commission? Are they really going to dig deep to find out 
the conspiracy of what took place on January 6th. My gosh, had them folk look like you or I, had it been a Black Lives Matter protest, had they been black and brown, my God, can I preach this word in here? When we confess, we agree with the Almighty. When we confess, we take ownership of our offenses. When we confess, we repair relationships. When we confess, we make a commitment to change. David has messed up. But I dare you to find another place in Scripture where David messes up the same way. Let me help somebody. We don't like to confess, but nobody wants to be the same fool twice. Fool me one time. Shame on you. Fool me another time. Shame on me. Out of the context of David confessing his sin to Almighty God, David makes a commitment to change. And sometimes you and I will never be who God says we can be until we confess right now. Sometimes we have yet to realize our potential. We have yet to become all that God says we can become. We have yet to leave old ways behind. We have yet to develop new holy habits. We have yet to do all that God says we can do because we have not confessed the stuff that we know we have done. Nobody likes to hear when we have done wrong. Maybe we have not changed because we haven't confessed. Confession is good for the soul, bad for the reputation. But when you and I confess what we've done, what we ain't done, what we, how we've messed up, we make the commitment to change. I'm done. We ain't hollering this morning. Somebody said it's tight, but it's right. Good for the soul. Bad for the reputation. Somebody on this morning, my sister, my brother, today's the day for you to make a commitment to change. It begins with confession. God, I should have accepted Christ as my Savior and Lord a long time ago, but I confess I have not. I should be in a regular relationship with you, but I confess I have not. Confession. But guess what? We serve a God of love, a God of grace, a God of mercy. A God who can make all things new. A God who can make a stream in the desert. And today is the day for you, my sister, my brother, to accept Jesus Christ as your Savior and Lord so you can experience the new beginning that we all have experienced. 
somebody you already saved, but you don't have a church home. We want you to be a member of Watch Chapel. One day soon, we will be back here physically, and we want to see you in the place. Come on, sister. Come on, brother. Somebody right now, you're saved. You're a member of the church, but today is confession day. We're not, this is confession. Hear me. Let me say this. Confession is not shame. It's not guilt. It's not embarrassment. It's not humiliation. But confession is for grown folk. It's for the grown and spiritual. Only little kids spiritually won't confess. It wasn't her. It wasn't me. It was her. That's elementary school. Yeah, I did it, but he made me do it. What Flip Wilson say? The devil made me do it. The devil ain't make you do it. The devil will dangle it in your face now. Come on, my sister. Come on, my brother. Good for the soul. May the grace of our Lord and Savior, the love of God, the fellowship of the Holy Spirit, rest rule and abide with us until we shall meet again. Amen. 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 Don't tune out. Choir, come bless us. Don't tune out. We're going to recognize white scholars. Amen.
distinct pleasure to share with you 51 students who made the AAB honor roll for the third quarter. We are so proud of you for persevering through what are frustrating and trying times. Your hard work has paid off, young people. Take this moment to realize the progress you've made. Your church family salutes you and gives you a huge virtual hug and high five. The elementary students who achieved this success were Avery Crumpler, Brett Dixon, Lauren Hankins, Gabriel Jeffrey, Amir Kendrick, Aubrey King, Amir Montalial, Zakari Montalial, Bailey Perry, Sanaa Sparks, Caden Spears, Luke Sutton, and Sage Winstead. Congratulations, elementary students. Middle school students, Tanner Bradford, Mia Coburn, Jackson Goodwine, Natalie Hardy, Olivia Hardy, Bryce Harrison, Kennedy Johnson, Miles Johnson, Ronald Mazik II, Raina Rafu, Jeremiah Senegal, Logan Shaw, David Smith, Joshua Spears, Chandler Telfair, McKenna Telfair, Madison Telfair, Azaria Vaughn, and Jonathan Winstead. Congratulations, middle school students. And our high school students, Ryan Bradford, Kayla Coburn, Ashley Gaines, Gabriella Glover, Jonathan Greer, Jalen Hall, Sydney Harrison, Cheyenne Hines, Stephen Jackson II, Aria Johnson, Jordan Leal, Corey Mazik, Tyler McCafferty, Alexander Okoli, Isaiah Smith, Kayla Sparks, Xavier Sparks, Mackenzie Telfair, and Kai White. Congratulations, students. We are entirely proud of you. Please make note that you will receive your certificates via email the week of May 24th, and please stop by the church on Wednesday, May 26th from 5.30 to 6.30 to receive your tokens of appreciation. Please keep up the good work, and God bless you.
Hey, Watch Chapel family, this is Pastor White. Good morning. Welcome to Watch Chapel on this third Sunday in the month of May. We are shouting out all of our viewers across the globe, shouting out our international audience, shouting out our United States audience, shouting out all 100 counties in the state of North Carolina. Welcome to Watch Chapel. Let us know where you're tuning in from today. We're asking for all parents to tune in and log in your children to our virtual children's nursery from 11.30 a.m. 12 noon. You can go to our website and log in the children and youth webpage on our website. We're encouraging all sanctified seniors to log in to our senior ministries monthly meeting on this upcoming Tuesday, May 18th at 10 o'clock a.m. You can go to our website and go to log in through the upcoming events webpage on our website. We've had a phenomenal time in worship the past two Wednesdays. Bishop Timothy Clark from the First Church of God in Columbus, Ohio, Reverend Dr. Carolyn Ann Knight of Atlanta, Georgia, have blessed us tremendously. We are closing out with Bishop Claude Richard Alexander of the Park Church in Charlotte, North Carolina. We want everybody to tune in this upcoming Wednesday. We want you to ask at least 10 people to join us on this upcoming Wednesday night for revival. Our TLC Care Buddy Workshop is taking place on Saturday, May 22nd from 10.30 a.m. to 12 noon. If you are a caregiver or interested in becoming a care buddy, TLC Ministry would like to invite you to their online caregiver, care buddy orientation. Please register for this workshop on the church website. And for additional information, you can send an email to tlcministry at watchchapel.org. Watch Chapel, we are celebrating our 2021 graduates on Sunday, June 20th, immediately following the 9.30 a.m. worship celebration. If you are a high school or college graduating senior or graduate or professional degree recipient, please fill out the online form accessible through the Children and Youth Ministry or upcoming events web pages to participate. Please register by June 1st at 11.59 p.m. Please cooperate and adhere to the deadline. Thank you so much. Our Career Development Ministry is proposing a virtual job fair. We need your feedback. We want to have a virtual job fair in the fall, which will be held on a Saturday afternoon. If there is sufficient interest, we will proceed. Please let them know if you, a relative, or a friend might be interested in participating. Please send an email to hr at watchchapel.org by June 20th to express your interest. It's now time to worship. Amen. Amen.